Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Change on the Run podcast, where we discuss common change challenges and ways to address them when you're short of time. And I'm your host, Phil Buckley. Today's topic is responding to praise. Change initiatives can be grueling and can feel like a succession of uphill battles characterized by tight deadlines, difficult challenges, stretched capabilities, and long hours. Giving and receiving recognition energizes individuals and teams and builds momentum to tackle the new tasks and challenges. There's a lot of advice on how to acknowledge people's efforts, but little on how best to receive the recognition. It can be an opportunity to acknowledge those who give it, your contributing peers, and the strategy and tactics that led to the achievement. So how do you respond to praise in ways that leverage the compliment for you, others, and the project? And my guest today is Saira Absar. Saira, welcome to the show. Hello, Phil. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. And Saira has over 10 years of global and business unit communication and corporate affairs experience. She's currently the communication and capability lead Global Pet Nutrition R&D at Mars. And Syra studied economics at Glendon, New York. Syra, you've had so many different experiences with global initiatives and business unit country initiatives and even functional ones too. What has been your experience with responding to praise during change initiatives? So personally responding to change, here's the word that comes to my mind, dread. And keeping this top of mind, you know, and as a communicator, We know that giving praise is so, so, so important to get people through some grueling times, emotional times, uncertain times. But if we talk about me personally, I have never been very good at receiving praise. And I know I'm not alone. Many people really, really struggle with this. So great topic, Phil. And what I would say is that through the years, I've been on a little bit of a journey on how to receive the praise. So I still dread it today, but I changed the way I look at receiving praise. And we can talk a little bit more about that. As you're saying, you're not alone and I'm with you as well, that it is tough stepping back and thinking about when you get praise, why is this so important to master versus winging it like we often do? The number one thing that comes to my mind is opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to really drive awareness around the amount of effort that was put behind. A little wave at the back of the room or now, you know, in our virtual world, a nod, a high five. It's a missed opportunity. It's your opportunity to talk about the things that you've done, that your team has done. We never do these things alone. So let's take the opportunity to recognize all the individuals that were a part of the success, not just yourself. Some of the challenges that you went through. Number one, so people know it's not that easy. And number two, people can learn, learn from some of the challenges that you went through during a change initiative. You talked about almost like how not to respond to miss that opportunity. Do you have any examples that you can think of from your career of seeing someone they've just been praised? What did they do that you thought, "Hmm, we kind of missed something here? Yeah, the biggest thing is when you do nothing but wave and smile. This goes back to my earlier point about opportunity. There was one individual who was recognized for a huge body of work and a lot of sweat and tears went through this and a lot of personal time. And he did the smile, the wave, head goes down a little bit. We've all been there. We've all done this. And it was really a big missed opportunity. And that's when I really started to reflect because in my role as a communicator and leading communications, on 
change initiatives, I'm incorporating recognition in all of our communications, as well as equipping our senior leaders with, these are the people that we want to recognize. When he did the wave, I was like, "Mm," really reflecting back, not only for myself, for myself, a lot of missed opportunities and how I wanted to change my mindset and make sure not only was I better my personal self, but also to be a role model for other people so that others could learn of like, oh, Syrah actually took the time to talk about all the people on her team that were part of this change initiative, some of the big challenges and, hey, I learned this about what I could do differently during a change. So I think that's when I started to change my own personal behaviors then role modeling those behaviors. And then there's like this whole ripple effect that can go through an organization in a very short time. Yeah, it's so interesting that a lot of us fall into the wave or the nod or saying thanks. I'd love to hear more about that point when you said, okay, hey, I didn't take this opportunity and now I'm going to train myself to do it. What was that trigger that made you say to work on this or this is something that could make me better as a communicator, both personally and professionally? The point in time that I step back saying, hey, well, what could he have done? And what am I doing? What he should have done? What I could be doing? I also looked at one side of things of how was the praise given? And in my role of preparing the senior leaders, this shout out like, hey, I want to do a shout out to Phil for all the hard work. And it's like, yay. But like, so what hard work? I also started to think about how I can equip our leaders, or even in communications of how we be a little bit more specific about what was done. And then I always emphasize on the how, the how you do things. So there was a couple of things. If we recap, it was one, what did the person not do that I think that should have been different? It was a wave. It was a missed opportunity to recognize the team because it wasn't really just him. Um, There were some great milestones that I think could have been highlighted and some big challenges and how they work through those challenges. So, and it's a double-edged sword too, right? Because when you don't get praise, then you're like, oh, well, all that effort and no one recognized the work I did. And then when you get it, you're like, okay, next. The next step was personally reflecting about what I could do differently because in my role, I do have an opportunity to be a role model for others and always encourage others to be a role model. So you got to start with yourself and then just implementing those changes for me personally, when I'm coaching, sharing that advice of how they could think about things differently. Cause I think at the core of receiving praise is your level of comfort and your level of comfort really starts to shift when you start thinking about it differently. So if you stop thinking about it as you're behind the curtain and all of a sudden they open and the spotlight's right on you and all eyes are on you as to, Hey, this is my opportunity to drive awareness around how much work was done and recognize some other people, then your comfort level starts to settle. When you said so many great things, and one reminded me something from my past about the training of the leaders and how do we help people give praise? And I've never forgotten it as these examples tend to stick with us forever. And it was new in my career, launching a large franchise organization. Everyone was working hard, as you can imagine, small team of 16, everyone's working night and day. And the leader called everyone together. And he said, I just wanted to acknowledge two people and and he'll come on up. These two people were there. And and at that time to say, 
that here's a check for $500, each of you in this big envelope. You deserve it. Everyone give a round of applause. Oh, wow. You can imagine two, you know, two people were, were a little embarrassed, but probably thought that it was great. And everyone else was completely demotivated. People were working night and day. That day, everyone left at five and the praise was well-intended, but the impact had, was catastrophic for everyone else. Any comments on that? Yeah, it's bleeding into what we were talking about in the sense of it is important to give praise. You do need to think about how it's received. It's always, always, like you said, with good intention. But in that scenario, it's like, yeah, like how about the others? And that opportunity that those two individuals had to say, this actually belongs to all of us. And that's what we need to do more of. You you can't always go through the whole list of people. This is the reality. I mean, then you're going to need hours sometimes, depending on the size of the project. But in that example, well-intentioned, you know, do your research about how much effort was done by the collective team. And I I would say for the individuals, because we're talking about receiving praise, take that opportunity to do some corrective action there and say, hey, $500, let's all go for dinner because those two individuals are not going to be able to complete that work by themselves. So again, really shifting the way you look at things. And what I would say is that's really going to help you succeed, not only in getting through the change, but I would say being successful in life. Certainly. And do you think you respond differently if it's praised from a senior leader or a peer or someone that you don't know very well, but someone at the same level? Are there any minor modifications there? Or is it just sort of, here's the handbook on how you do respond to praise, regardless of which individual gave it to you? I think it absolutely is very different. When receiving praise from a very senior leader, typically you're not sitting at the same table with them in a meeting room. Maybe it's over a town hall format or maybe it's an email, but there's usually a level of formality and it's probably less opportunity for you to say something. It's usually more of a one way. Whereas when you're getting it from middle management, you're in more of an intimate setting and there usually is more opportunity for a two-way dialogue. So I would definitely say the way you receive it is going to be different because your opportunity to actually say something and respond might not even be there. Get an email and say, big shout out to Syra for this work. Well, what am I going to say now? Right? Like Just like, that's it. <laughs> As you get praise from different audience groups, different channels will typically be the form of what you receive that praise and, and what you can say in response will also be different. Absolutely. And I'm wondering on that same theme, are there differences with different cultures? So in one organization, this is appropriate. And in another organization, it's quite different. Or again, is it quite similar based on the organizations you've worked for? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing that's really brought in my perspective on this topic, going into a global role, coming from a market business, going to a global. Again, when we talk about well-intentioned, giving praise in different regions of the world, it means very different things to different cultures. If we use the example of the Asian community, whether it's East or West Asia, praise is it's on a very different level. We were always very intentional about making sure that we were celebrating successes, recognizing individuals, 
but we ended up doing that more because there was a certain bar of expectation of the amount of praise that was given. And it was, it's higher than North America. Let's put it that way. Isn't that fascinating? Is there a general example of seeing that coming from a North American market and now you're in the global role? Were there any kind of signifiers or, or just sort of things being said that drew that conclusion of we have to amplify the amount of praise and perhaps how we say it? so that we do meet the expectations of a very hardworking team. I was in a global role, you know, you're working with the leaders, you're not on the ground floor everywhere. So where it's actually being delivered, but it was the individuals within the regions that were driving the change that educated. And it was by being curious of asking questions like, how do people receive praise? What are people in need of right now? How challenged are they finding it? But it was through that curiosity and that exploration through our line managers and our senior leaders of asking them about their culture and about what their people need. Because I won't presume to join a town hall and make all the assumptions of what the people need, but you need to talk to people to understand and from senior leaders to regular associates of what that culture is. Because even if you look at Asia, you go from one company to another, it's going to be different. So if you go to one country to the other, it's going to be different. One country to another and one company to another. So you need to talk to your people. I don't think anyone, whether it's a leader giving the praise or a communicator that they should just make any assumptions. You need to have a real connection to the business and talk with individuals to understand what people need and how they need to receive that praise because it's very different. Very interesting. And it reminds me, I was working with an organization and they're doing an engagement survey, what people were lighting on in the organization and what could be improved upon culturally. And there are a couple of questions added at the end that were customized to that particular organization. And one was, to your point, checking the assumptions on giving praise and and making sure that the leaders were aware of it. And I thought it was a really interesting conclusion. And the question was, how do you prefer receiving praise Mm one-on-one? or within a large group. And it's so fascinating that half of the organization wanted to be praised in the town hall. And Syra just wanted to say, thank you for your hard work. And half did not at all. To the point, it suggested in the verbatim comments that there would be embarrassment, fear, all those things that we have. How do you manage that data knowing that we do have different forms of positive praise for individuals? How do you do both and know when to do which one? It's a tough one. I think especially with bigger change initiatives, I think the smaller ones, you might be able to divide the groups, but you know, you don't want to have four meetings to give praise in different ways to different people. But what I would say there is receiving praise in that kind of split in population of those who like to hear from their line manager and those in a town hall To me, there's probably some parallel on introverts and extroverts, and we always have to be mindful of this. So I think the balance and the approach that I would take is giving some more general praise and more team praise, and then following up with some of the individuals one-on-one after that. So then you've got a healthy balance between recognition, but not too much spotlight, and then you can follow up after. Well, that's great advice. So you'd mentioned that part of your corporate comms role within the change space is to prepare leaders to be their best and to take their sponsorship role. And in part, it's the ability to motivate people and to give praise. And given that there's all types of leaders, some that are completely savvy in this area and others that just don't know, what's your approach to helping a leader be their best and being the lead of the change? 
Yeah, I think the first thing that's uh, really important is getting to know the leader in their personal style, because what I consider good and what they consider good could be very different. I think it's really important that you don't force a style or a certain kind of framework from yourself to another person, right? So getting to know them, understanding where they feel comfortable giving praise, where they don't feel comfortable and understanding their personal style of delivery, how they like to do it. Do they want to call people up and give them a high five? A lot of leaders actually like to have like some type of physical connection, like a tap on the shoulder or what have you. So just understanding that a little bit, I think it's really important. A part of my role is, okay, great. Like we want to recognize these individuals, but doing your research, helping them by giving them the details around not giving them a list of names with the project title, but actually giving them some names, the title, as well as what the project was about, what were some of the big challenges, uh, more around the how. So I would see that as my responsibility to help them deliver the message in the best way possible. And then I think it's important to kind of understand that not everyone's always going to be good at it. And so if you can make even 20% very good coach of mine would say, even if you can make things 20% better, that is defined as success. You do have to accept that, that some people are just never going to be great at it. And so if you can just improve it by a little bit, that's great, but do your research, not only around the individual's understanding how they like to receive praise, their personality styles, the project, who else was involved, some details about the project. But most importantly, I would say, get to know your leader, whether it's a line manager, a leader, or a peer that you're going to try to help if you're not in communications and not in that role to help them set them up for success. Certainly. Starting where people are is such a great positioning on how you can help people be their best. And I'm wondering, have you ever seen a leader where clearly they missed the opportunity of doing it well, and it was almost an intervention coming in? And in my experience, there was one person that the counterpart to you had given them great advice and they went up and it was a town hall and they said, Syra told me that I was supposed to give people praise, the ultimate challenge. And see that way too many times. Oh, I know. Do you have a couple of examples when you do see leaders and, and they don't do it well in your view, and then you come in and, and you try to help them out from the evidence that you've seen? How do you go about that? I mean, that's a tough one, right? Because there's always some type of element of surprise when you work really hard with someone and you also not only with the individual, but you do your research and you do your due diligence and then it kind of goes south for whatever reason. The example that I'll always remember is delivering a major change announcement and then tapping on the watch and, and recognizing how quickly they got through it. You go into like solution mode and I think it depends on your role and your opportunity. But in that scenario, I took the mic and talked about the impact of the information that everyone had received, how we were going to follow up after and how that particular leader has been working night and day, not trying to make excuses. But again, no one ever intentionally fails at delivering the message. And I do think we have to be mindful that there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure in leaders who are leading these changes. They're the sponsors. They're the head on the horse. And although they might not always express it, a great deal of responsibility and, and weighs on people in different ways. So if they say the wrong thing, they do the wrong thing, you can come in and try to amplify the message around how difficult changes are for everyone, including leaders. 
Great response. Absolutely. So we've talked a lot about areas where there are gaps and there's opportunities to improve. Could you share with the listeners what you would recommend is when someone praises you, and let's say it's in a a bigger forum, what are the things that you want to include? What are those two or three things you need to include in a good response to receiving praise? I think it's pretty simple. It's what you did, how, and who. Those three simple things, you can just keep that in your mind and anchor your response on that. So what the project was about, what the change initiative, whatever it was, talk about the how, because, you know, a lot of times when we say, okay, well, I built a house. Well, that seems like pretty easy. But when you talk about some of the challenges you had and the things that you didn't anticipate, maybe it's like there was a strike and everyone was walking out and how you engage those individuals and built morale within the team. I think those are really important things too. So I always say it is all about the why, but it definitely we need to talk about how we did what we did. And then the end of who, who else you can seize that opportunity to recognize. I always say none of us are successful, no matter what we're doing, if it's a change initiative or otherwise alone. We always have a team around us or individuals around us to help us get to that. And that reminds me actually of a quote from Brian Tracy, where he said, the more credit you give away, the more will come back to you. The more you help others, the more they will want to help you. It kind of seems like that's the gist of putting it out there. Would you agree? There's pieces of that quote that I think, yes, as you give praise, you will definitely have praise coming back for different reasons. I don't think you should give praise to receive praise. No, (laughs) That should not be your driving motive because that won't work out well, I can guarantee. But I think definitely it's like recognizing individuals is about supporting people supporting people, encouraging people, empowering people, especially for leaders in this space. Your value, your leadership is definitely going to be praised by individuals. So, and I don't want to just limit it to actually to leaders as individuals make an intention to give praise, even to your neighbor for the great work that they've done. It makes people feel good and it helps people get through some really challenging times. And what I would say is really important, especially in this day and age, more so now than ever before, individuals really struggling with mental health, we don't always know what's going on. And so giving praise gives people encouragement and gives them strength. It helps build them up. And it helps with the resiliency. It's such a great point. And when we get praise, who do we tell? Our loved ones. So it's around the kitchen table. It's our friends. And it was acknowledged. Someone really appreciated what we do. And, and again, connecting in with meaning at work. And my hard work is worthwhile. Which reminds me, yesterday I was facilitating a workshop on hybrid ways of work. So we've got remote. We've got people in location. And what are those ways of working that the team can agree on? One of the areas that the group was talking about was celebration, which isn't too far away from praise. Is there any room for a team to talk about praise before, like a kickoff at the start of initiative or even a group working together? Is there value in defining the ways of working or not? I'm really curious. So many of us are working virtually all the time. My last change initiative started pre-pandemic. So when we were meeting all the time, a two-dimensional working space. In my role, because I have this opportunity, I would say to ensure that we are giving praise, celebrating successes comes along with recognizing individuals. We always make space to pay recognition and celebrate wins. In your agenda, you need to make sure that you have the space 
to recognize. And I think more so than you did when you were in a room altogether, because you don't have the tap on the shoulder. You don't have that human interaction in that same way. You're not going to go to the bar and grab a drink. It becomes a little bit more challenging. So with that, you have to be more intentional. What I would say from a change communication perspective is hopefully you always have that space. You always make that space as part of your change plans in celebrating and recognizing those wins. You know, it was probably like six, seven years ago when we were all face-to-face, we used to do high fives, five minutes on giving high fives. And it would just be individuals. And it was not just the leaders. It's peer to peer. Anyone could put their hand up to give a high five to someone. And I think that is the type of recognition that we need to have. Don't wait for the leaders to give all the recognition. Make it a part of your every day. There's always something to recognize. And one story I wanted to share, because I was talking about the mental health component, we were in a meeting room and I had paid recognition to one individual and she came up to me after the meeting, full on tears and said she'd been struggling with mental health issues for years. I had no idea and said, you know, you giving me thanks. And I was not the leader in the room. You giving me thanks just completely shifted my week. I was on a downward spiral. My medication was not helping me and I was really struggling. And those few words have just completely lifted my entire day. And this is the type of impact that you can have on individuals. So you really need to be intentional about giving praise and giving it in the right way. And, and I wonder what happens when we know there's three things to do, but we just get caught off guard. Someone praises you, you don't go back to the, hey, this is what I should do. And, and then you do the wave and the head nod and the smile. And then the meeting's over, let's say, or the Zoom call is over. Can you recover from that and bring this up again? You know, you had praised me yesterday and then do what you really wanted to do. Or is it just a lost opportunity if you just smile yeah. and say thanks? And what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think like you control your future, right? So it's like, if you're in a town hall and someone gives you recognition and you're caught off guard and everyone has their days too, and there's no perfection in this, right? There's always going to be opportunity to get better, but you want to do a corrective receiving of the praise, send an email, send an email out to the group of individuals that were on there. If it's a town hall, even 500 people, you're usually going to have a recording in a team's chat put it in the chat. Just wanted to say thanks again for recognizing my efforts. And I didn't have an opportunity to say X, Y, and Z. So the great thing is in the digital age, we can really easily reach people quickly. We don't have to wait to the next quarter town hall in an office. That's such great advice. And there's so many examples of good leaders that we talked about and ones that could improve how they do this. What's the biggest example for you of a leader who did this really beautifully or professionally or effectively? The ones that I've seen have a towering strength in this area are the ones that do it often. So it's like practice makes perfect. So they do it often. And when I say often, they're not going to wait to the next town hall or a big forum. They're going to pay recognition. They're going to walk the hallways, give praise at the coffee machine. If you're working virtually, hey, before we get started, I want to say thanks to this person. They did X, Y, and Z. 
So practice, practice, practice. The more you do it, the better you'll be at it. Thank you. And I'm wondering for the listeners, are there any watch outs, things to avoid? Avoid in receiving praise or giving praise or both? Let's do receiving (laughs) and then let's do giving afterward. Yeah. So I would say the one watch out in receiving praise is selling yourself short. Just don't miss that opportunity. Don't sell yourself short. That's what you need to watch out for. Even if you don't hit on all the things Even if you say one thing about what you did or how you did it or who else, that's great. And you're going to continue like myself personally, I was horrible. I was the hand waver at the back of the room. And next, usually I was running the agenda. So it's like I had a high level of control on how quickly we could go past this. And it takes time. It's taken me years and I'm still not completely comfortable with it. But every day I'm like, okay, how can I improve? But for me, the biggest thing is, oh, it's my opportunity to give praise to others. So receiving praise, it's like, yes, you receive it so you can bring others along on the journey with you. Beautiful. And then how about with the leader, a watch out for her, him in in how they give praise? The biggest watch out is knowing who you're giving praise to. If your intention is to pay recognition, then do your research and make sure that you're not doing the reverse of what you want to accomplish. So just know the individual. If that's the one thing you do, know the individual that you're giving praise to. Thank you so much for the advice. And in the spirit of change on the run, if you only had time to do one action to respond to praise, one that would give you 80% of the results and 20% of the time, what would you do? Thank others. Thank others that were part of the great work that you did. You're receiving that praise for a reason. So pay recognition to the teamwork. No one is successful or no one gets recognition by doing things alone. There's always people behind them. Thanks, Ira. That's great advice. And as we close off the show, is there a final thought, a reflection, or a tip that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yeah. So for individuals, one thing, don't sell yourself short. For leaders, I would say, do your research. Know your audience. Know what you're actually recognizing. Thank you so much. What a great summary. You're most welcome. Thanks so much, Syra. Thanks for sharing your experience as well as your advice. How can people get in contact with you? Yeah, I mean, I would love people to reach out. It's great for me as a communicator to bounce ideas off. You can find me on LinkedIn. So Syra Absar, and I work at Mars. And of course, I'm a follower of Change on the Run and Phil Buckley. So you can find me there also. Awesome. Thank you so much, Syra. Really appreciate you being on. And thank you for listening. And I hope you've heard something today to help you as you respond or give praise in the future. And until the next time, I wish you all the best as you continue to lead change.